Hi there. Welcome to the Isogo TV podcast from isogostrong.com. I am your host, Becky Hammond, and you and I gather here on this podcast to fixate on strength in our families and on our teams. Because when we start from assuming strength, we can make relationships easier. This is episode 113. In some way, your life today does not look like the life that you led just a few weeks ago. Let's call that pre-virus. I know mine doesn't. There's change and stress and a sense of crisis all around us in a new way that very few of us have ever experienced before. Work and family and shopping and getting together have been completely flipped and we don't really know when it will all end or what it will even look like to come out of it all. We are now several episodes into a new podcast series here on Isogo TV about strengths and crisis. And I've heard from so many of you how this series is helping you as you learn from others' stories during this crazy time. So thanks for reaching out. We love that around here. And our guests love knowing that their stories and their experiences are making a difference. So thank you for that. And today, we are going to keep it going. We're all equipped to get through this crisis in different ways, through the filter and power of our strengths. And we need each other to help see the way through, to share how we're doing well and how we're also struggling just like everyone else. As we talk about strengths and crisis, we are wrestling with questions like, what does it look like to know and really take advantage of the things that are strongest about you during a time of stress? How do you see those strengths helping you thrive? How do they also sometimes just make things worse? In today's episode, you are going to be hearing from a colleague and friend of mine, Amanda Flisher. This conversation runs the gamut. And if you are a working mom of a young family, this episode will speak especially loudly to you. She shares stories from the integration of her new tiny coworkers into her work from home life, to the importance of marriage communication, to the impact on leaders she works with, and her special area of expertise, permission. Amanda shares the reality of what this global crisis looks like inside a young family with two working parents who are stretching their strengths and offering each other extra levels of kindness to just make it through to the other end thriving. So let's dive in with Amanda Flisher. Well, hello there, Amanda. You guys, today I get the pleasure of chatting with and introducing to you uh, one of my mama boss, mastermind friends, uh, a colleague, and I would say now has grown into a personal friend. Her name is Amanda Flisher. Welcome, Amanda. Hey, thank you, Becky. I'm so happy to finally do this with you. I know, I know it's only taken us like 113 episodes to figure out exactly what our groove is going to be <laughs> as we chat. So uh, I'm super excited, mostly just so people can get to hear from your perspective and your expertise. Uh, Amanda does work uh, in self-leadership. She does work on permission. She is also a strengths guru and has been for longer than I have. Um, and so I just love that people get to know you and get to share, get, you get to share from your experience and um, your reflection on the, this crazy world that we're in right now. Yeah, a little bit of craziness. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just kind of dive right in and just give us an idea of 
who you are and what and whatever that means to you, you know, what you do for work, what your family's like. And let's start kind of pre-coronavirus. Like what did your life look like pre-coronavirus? And then if you want, you can just kind of move into what the impact has been um, on your day-to-day life. Sure. Awesome. Well, hello everyone. So happy to finally be here. Yes, Becky and I are very good friends. Um, we have kindred spirits. We love seeing each other when we can outside of here um, in workspaces and all kinds of stuff. So again, thank you for having me. Um, so like Becky said, I'm a self-leadership coach. I And what that means is I help people understand who they are and apply it to what they do, uh, both personally and professionally. I've been in the leadership development space space, if you will, for almost 10 years now. I have been working with StrengthsFinder, especially, um, gosh, it's now 10 years almost. And my story with StrengthsFinder alone kind of wraps into to my story, um, how I got into leadership development and coaching mm. and all this kind of stuff. But um, so what I do or what I, you know, really what I do now is I run leadership development um, trainings and speaking gigs. And so I get hired a lot to do StrengthsFinder with groups or organizations. Um, right now I'm working with a lot of women leadership groups and mm. how do they use their strengths? How do they use it at home? How do they use it in marriage? And just generally, how do they use it in their job as, as a leader? So back then, before pre-coronavirus, um, my job, like I said, was I was working with teams in person, speaking, um, doing a lot of coaching. So thankfully coaching has not gone away. I I've actually seen, you know, moving into the coronavirus phase of all this is that my coaching practice has actually kind of, um, gone up a lot more. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are asking for more coaching. They want to know how to just kind of quiet their minds and, and work through what they're feeling and work through what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, um, so in my practice of self-leadership, I'm working a lot with the strengths finder. And then also like Becky said, permission, and just helping people kind of move through what that looks like for them and permission, meaning what do they need to give themselves permission on? What's, what's holding them back? What keeps them stuck? Um, moving them onto that next phase of what they're feeling. So, um, so yeah, so pre-step was a lot of in-person Yeah. <laughs> in the midst of all this, this normal right now is a lot of zoom calls, a lot of, um, panels. I've been sitting on a lot of panels this you know, last couple of weeks, uh, chiming in with, uh, some hmm. leaders after this, I have no idea background of me, personal stuff. I have three kiddos. So like I said, my six-year-old son, um, and then I have a five-year-old daughter and then we just mm. had our two-year-old, my gosh, Becky, can you believe she's two already? No, I, um, no, I can't. She, <laughs> <laughs> no. so she turned two in the end of March and it just, it just goes by so fast. And, um, so I would say, but pre we had a, we had a nanny that was here. My son was in school full time. My other daughter was in preschool full time and, um, we were able to do a lot of work. Now my husband's a teacher. He's a mm. high school teacher. So he is home too. So we're just kind of navigating all this together. And, um, so before look normal, <laughs> just, we had someone watching normal. our two year old <laughs> and now we can't. So, <laughs> so it's a little messy, but, uh, today as we're recording this today is, um, our kiddos first day back, my husband's first day back, quote unquote, using online distance oh, learning. Okay. So we're trying to navigate that today. So, yeah. um, All but yeah, I'm trying to keep a challenge. <laughs> yes. And try to keep my business going. So now what, um, I know we're going to kind of get into it, but some of the tools that we've been trying to, to organize our lives is a big right. thing. So, um, 
so yeah, it's been, we're trying to navigate that. <laughs> I feel like every day is a new thing for us. So yeah, I mean, so what yeah, you so just described just... sounds like, like there's a lot of really great things maybe that are kind of coming out of this, but also just like kind of just a lot of stress too of like, okay, now we're having to manage five different schedules, 24 hours a day. Whereas before we had these chunks of time where at least a couple of schedules were managed in a separate facility, <laughs> if you would. Um, and so yes. what, what does that feel like? Like, what does that additional stress feel like? What, what has that added to your life? Yeah, I would say the added stress it's, I would say for us, it's been kind of hard being, especially a coach and someone who does naturally work from home. Like this is my mm -hmm. home office. Um, not having children, um, like open my door every five seconds, um, <laughs> was, great before. And even like I said, we had someone here at the house watching our two-year-old and, you know, just missing her. We miss her dearly. She was such mm -hmm. a part of our family. She still is, you know, we do FaceTime with her as much as we can. Um, and she, and just having that extra help has been, you just kind of, you take, you take that for granted, I think. And so we're just trying to acknowledge that, um, uh, maybe these little things we had in our life before, um, that we took advantage of, we need to really appreciate, not that we took advantage of her, but it was just like, yeah. gosh, she was such an amazing help to us. I think for me personally and my strengths, I, in the beginning of this, I was trying to be like, okay, how can I use this time as best as we can? At least we have a month. What are we going to do? How am I going to do my business? Mm -hmm. um, so there was a lot of stress in the beginning. <laughs> and then now it's a different stress. It's just like, how do we not get bored? <laughs> it's just like, it's a different stress, but I think yeah. managing five little, you know, five little schedules if we can, you know, is going to be, is, is pretty challenging. And especially with him, he's having to teach. Now he's having to teach more online. He's having to be more present for the kids. So uh, it's interesting. Right. A little harder <laughs> so. trade off there. Yeah. I mean, what you're describing, I feel like is yes. a lot of what it seems like it's like it's, there's some sort of progression of this cycle here, you know, this crisis where at first it's like there's a lot of funny memes and it's so funny and oh my gosh yeah I have all these like people in my house and I'm gonna you know I'm going crazy and and now we're kind of it feels like we're entering that phase of like okay wow we kind of have to settle into this kind of for a longer term maybe if that's another month or another couple months right but but we're ha it's a different yeah. a different stress that we're feeling it's like okay how did, did I really show up for my spouse today did did he, did he really show up for me did how were you know what did I do to I, you know, invest in my kids, help my kids. But yet, how did I also have space to do the things that I'm meant to do that I'm made to do that I need, need to do. Um, and so we're, yeah, I'm kind of moving into a different, yeah. a different, a different stress. So in that stress, or even in, in some of the benefits, yeah. what have been some of those key tools or perspectives that you've used to help kind of navigate for you guys? Like, what have you found that has worked for you? So, um, to be honest, like it's been so hard. So when we were told like lockdown city, like, uh, our, my husband in the schools, everyone was told like, that's it. Don't do anything though. We don't have a plan. Like no one had a plan. Yeah. So we kind of just been making this go work as we go. Um, we try to keep norms, but I'm sure like all of us, we've kind of slipped into sleeping in a little later, doing some <laughs> other thing, you know, doing these things. So, um, so what we found was, um, you know, at school, my son had a chart that had, they call it, um, 
clip up or clip down chart. And so that actually for my kids has been really helpful. And so it's this little cute chart and every parent should probably have one. It's really cute. Um, but it starts the day of like ready to learn. And then from there they can either move up the chart or they can go down the chart depending on. Um, so it's really been, that's kind of kept our sanity to be like, Hey, we have, we had good behavior today, you know, to kind of keep the kids still engaged. Cause I'm not kidding, Becky, we could have feral children really fast here if we just <laughs> let them go. Like they would just run amok and um, probably take over the house while Matt and I are trying to, to manage our careers here. So, um, so just kind of keeping some kind of normalcy a little bit that they had in yeah. school. Um, thankfully, our teachers are checking in on Zoom, so we're trying to manage that and checking in with our teachers. Um, so those are kind of little tiny tools. Also, we got a calendar, master calendar, just to write up like, okay, what calls do you have? What calls do we have? Which ones can the kids interrupt us on? That doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, um, some kind of like, so we could physically see it, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Um, but just, I would say the biggest tool that I'm noticing the most for me and him is that communication. Hmm. just communication and just over communicating to each other saying, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. I need a break. I need to go drive around in the car. I need a cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> do you need to go run for the dog? Like just, I, I just think that's the ultimate tool we all need to be hmm. using is over communicate how we're feeling and what's going on and be truthful. Um, you know, we're not, and we haven't fought like we've, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> like we just, our marriage has been wonderful during this time. Mm -hmm. Um, there's been times where I'm like, okay, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's about like, communicating, like, but then it's also about reciprocating. Like it can't just be like, I'm going to communicate yes. vomit all over you. And the other person's like, well, that didn't feel good. Right. Absolutely. So it's like, there's this, I'm accepting Absolutely. what you're saying as well. And I'm accepting that you might be feeling that way, even though I'm not. And you know, that's, that, that, I mean, yes. that, that can be, that can be challenging. And especially when you're, if you are in a relationship <laughs> where, this isn't the norm. One, it's not the norm that we spend this much time together, period, right? For the most part. But also if it's not the norm that you over communicate, yes. right? I mean, that can be a harder, a harder thing to do. Yeah. Great point. Like, yes, me and my husband have done a lot of work around the, the space of communication and, and then listening, you know, what are they actually asking here? Um, what is really happening? And maybe they're upset about something that has nothing to do with us, you know? And, um, like I know my husband was really frustrated the other day trying to record some calls for his or some videos for his students and the kids kept interrupting. So uh. I could hear it. I was like, Oh, time to go take the kids. <laughs> so, um, you know, so he just looked at me and was like, I just need an hour. I really need an hour, um, to just do my work and do stuff and please take them out of the house. So it's just over communicating what we need, I think has been really helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just really being honest, but also listening to what the other person's saying too. So yeah, I love how really practical helpful. that is because yeah. it's not like, well, you have to do these 16 things or you have to buy this certain like productivity calendar, or you have to like have this like certain <laughs> way of doing things. Right. It's like, no, 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 let's just communicate. And that will be our number one tool. Right. I mean, yes. that's, that's pretty powerful yes. that we have that all, we all have that within our grasp. We could do it. We can do it if we yeah. try. We could do it. And communication is not in any one of our top 10. Like it's just not. So it's, you know, it's not one of our norms. And he, my husband is all strategic based strengths. Like he's just all in his head all the time. So that's why sometimes we don't communicate because he's just living in here yeah. and it gets really painful for me because I'm like, what's happening in there? So yeah. we've learned, we've learned how to communicate that through. So of anything I would just say through this is just learning the tool of communication 
and what works best for you couples and marriages and families and kids and even kids. Like I was talking to someone today and they were saying they just let their kiddo cry and just say, we know this is hard and we know we get it. And can we just tell me what's going on? And just, you know, you, they miss their friends, you know, so it's just communicating even with our kiddos and letting them ask you questions. And, you know, I think that's what's kept us all, all together. And, you know, yeah. we don't let the kids watch the news. I mean, it's, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, cause um, that's just kind of really actually good for adults, you know, either, it's, but, it's pretty you know. terrible right now. Yeah. No, and that's another whole thing. Yeah, like if there's anything, like the off button on my remote has been a wonderful tool. <laughs> like, let's go with that. I will get sucked in. Yeah, like I get sucked in. I'm like, oh gosh, where are we at today? You know, so, so I totally, I, I don't know. So I think those, like, just my biggest thing for all my clients and for anyone is just make it as simple. There's nothing like you just said. Like, don't go buy all the big things. Don't go do all this yeah. stuff and buy all the workbooks for the kids. Like, just as simple as you can. We're just, we're, we're never going to get a time like this ever again, uh, mm. to be more down to earth and more like, think about what matters most and yeah. just streamline it. Just what works best for your family. Um, yeah. don't overdo yeah, it. I Cause that. I am a perfectionist, um, recovering re- perfectionist <laughs> where I would go into like, well, how do we do all the things every day? And how do I, uh, so it's a lot of letting go. Yeah, <laughs> so that is a lot of letting go. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, um, you know, that you understand, you know, yourself through the lens of your strengths. You also know your husband through the lens of his strengths. And yes. you kind of mentioned that, you know, those are some of the, that's some of the language that you use as you're communicating as well. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that role of your strengths as you navigate this challenge. So first of all, why don't you tell us your top five strengths and then maybe give us an okay. example of how understanding your strengths in this time in particular has been helpful to navigate the last few weeks. Sure. Yeah. So my top five are harmony, focus, consistency, futuristic, and includer. So, um, I know myself really well. Like I said, I've been doing this 10 years and there's always aha moments. My gosh, Becky's taught me some, our really good friends have taught me some. Like, I think I even had an aha moment, like as of two weeks ago about consistency. Mm. And I was like, Oh, that's why I follow the rules. Okay. So it's, um, <laughs> like literally there's just always, I think our strengths when we go into them, we're always learning more. And my gosh, a pandemic is going to teach you a lot more about your strengths than you want to know. Originally, my strengths were always what makes them really great is I have that futuristic focus. And so Mm. I can, I may have been doomsday prepping a little bit ahead of time because I saw it coming. I kind of have that futuristic part of me that's like, oh, I think this Costco is going to run out of toilet paper. No, I didn't think that at all. I had no (laughs) idea about that one. Um, But I did think like, gosh, you know, if this is the way it's going, I probably should get some food. And some normal everyday things. So my futuristic does keep me ahead of the game. Mm. Um, however, where it gets me stuck is that I get too too far ahead. And so those first weeks out of lockdown made me go into a space of well, what can I do? How can I be more of service of people? What's available? So opportunities just decided to show themselves in a thousand different ways. Um, and I couldn't grasp small all at once. So my focus then went straight into how do I focus on all of these? Yeah. So I got really overwhelmed. Um, I think with the rest of the country, we all became in a state of shock that first week. Yeah. Um, I went into fix it mode with those. And then of course my includer was like, how can I include as many humans as I can? Mm-hmm. How many zoom calls can I have with people? <laughs> how can I wrap my arms virtually around people? 
So I created some groups. I created some things. I had no plans. I just was like, everyone come to the Zoom call, you know, so it kind of got ahead of me a little bit. So my strengths just kind of went into that barrier space or that overuse space really fast. And then I would say, and then I hit a wall. You know, my strengths really just hit a wall. I would say week four last week. <laughs> I was like, I'm done planning. I don't know where I'm going with all this. I don't know what's happening. I don't know how long this is going to be for. But then, you know, I had some, with that harmony one of me, it just reminded me and includer that just show up for people. Yeah. Like, I think that's my biggest thing is I could, that I'm good at is showing up for people and listening. So just knowing my strengths and how they, they show up. And so just showing up for people has worked out because now I'm on like a bunch of different podcasts this weekend, like a couple of weeks. And um, like I said, a bunch of um, panels that I'm going to be doing and people are like, Oh my gosh, yes, please come, come talk about strengths. Come to do this thing. I, we totally need you right now. <laughs> so, um, so I think my strengths of, have helped, especially consistency and the fact that consistency gets hurt a lot though right now because I need consistency and I need mm. focus. Like those are my two big ones too, that if I don't have something to focus on and I don't have consistency to get me there, I'm kind of a hot mess. <laughs> so trying to create some consistency for people, for myself, for my family um, is my next kind of goal. These next few weeks is like, how do we just create consistency? Because for many, many people actually probably go back to work and sit in a cube or their desk or their office or go back. My family will not be going back. This is our long haul because I have little kids and a teacher husband. I work from home. We're not getting through this thing until probably August. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is my, I'm trying to really focus that this is our new norm for a while. Um, because we, summertime, we're always home. So, but now we're going to be, you know, so it's just a lot of those little things where my brain's just trying to, to navigate that with futuristic to kind of think through, okay, how do we do this? So yeah, yeah, um, that's, yeah, I mean, so that's, I don't know if that answers, but yeah, no, that totally does. I'm thinking about, you know, what is it that your futuristic is looking forward to or what that your focus is kind of trying to narrow in on when you think about your strengths and kind of how mm -hmm. you've seen them play out how do you feel like you've leveraged one or more of your strengths to help you thrive or to help you overcome fear or to help you, you know, visualize hope? Um, and, you know, maybe that looked different three weeks ago versus today. You know, what, what would you say in response to that? Yeah. Um, I would definitely say futuristic has been a blessing. <laughs> I think mm. it just keeps me incredibly optimistic. Um, don't get me wrong. There are days that I'm like, Oh my gosh, what is going to happen? <laughs> so, but my futuristic, I think keeps me in that those two spaces, right. Of the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think futuristic definitely keeps me out of the fixed mindset and pushes me far into, hmm. you know, an open-minded what's possible. Um, and so it just really helps me to see down the line a little bit to see what, what I can do or what's okay. Now that we know that we're all going to be doing this for a while, how can I show up the best way hmm. online with zoom calls, be ahead of the game? Because as you and me have worked together for many years, this is our space of being online. Yeah. <laughs> so helping people who don't do this normally navigate yeah. this whole thing. Um, so I would say futuristic has kept me pretty grounded while yeah. also pushing me up to the air of like, Oh, you have all these amazing ideas, but also just like, no, these ideas are great and you need to go in that direction. So, yeah. Well, okay. Um, so talk, so talk to me a little bit about futuristic. Okay. Yeah. So you have this superpower that you're kind of like painting pictures of what could be, <laughs> what do you see? Like, what do you, what do you yeah. feel like could be, what do you think is kind of coming out of this 
pivot of humanity that we're having right now? Um, like what, what picture do you see when you see what's ideal coming out of this? I think technology is going to be a very big working from home technology connecting mm -hmm. online is going to get a lot bigger. I just have a feeling we're going to figure this out and we're going to let people start to navigate their lives a lot better hmm. by using and, and using these tools. Um, because work-life balance is not a real thing. We know this word balance is not, but work-life choices, like how we want to do it mm -hmm. and how, when we want to do it, I think is going to become more. And now we're starting because we've been, we literally been gifted the time to figure it out. Yeah. Um, it just stinks that we're also been yeah. gifted the time of being a teacher on top of it. And right. you know, so it just, I think that we'll get more space. Um, I also believe that companies and organizations will probably allow their, their employees to, to figure that out too. Like I think a mm -hmm. lot more trust and like, this is my hope is that organizations will start to trust their people more and let them, and let them figure this out and what works best for them. Because studies have shown that when people feel they're trusted by their organization, they're far more willing <laughs> to mm. work harder. Mm. So, um, I just kind of feel that I also feel that because technology will become such a, a force for our work that we'll disconnect better. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll know to let go and be with family and like leave the phones at the door, mm -hmm. leave our computers at the door. I just, I kind of feel like that's what we're going to gravitate towards because we're staring at this thing all day and then we're not going to, we are going to want to connect with our people again. Um, yeah. I mean, I know for me, I'm like, I just need to hug everyone. <laughs> Polluters <laughs> like I just want to put my arms around everyone, um, and I just think that maybe we'll we'll gift ourselves that time because we we'll, we have taken it for granted of being in community with people um, because we're so addicted to our phones and our you know social media accounts and all this stuff. I just feel like we'll let that. I've kind of noticed that a lot of people are starting to not be in their social media as often because they're like mm -hmm. I just want to connect with my family. Um, so I just that's my kind yeah. of like. <laughs> Futuristic. Yes. There's a vision. There's a vision. So. You know, I love that. I, I hadn't, I haven't heard anyone else say that. I haven't, of course, technology, we kind of feel like, okay, yeah, this is, we're going to, it's going to have a more of a role. Maybe that's going to be a good thing. Maybe it's not, but I love mm -hmm. that you're, you're seeing a way forward that because our technology is more of our lives, it's actually not more of our lives. If that makes sense. Like it's, it, it is like a part of our everyday life. So therefore we feel more like, oh, I just want to get you know, get off this thing. You know, I've, I've, uh, the last time we were on some sort of a zoom call, I noticed that like six of the eight people had those blue light glasses on, you know, those like, uh, computer glasses where you, it makes it so that you don't hit the glare and all that. Do you have those? Yes. Yeah, see? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> yes. Because our, our minds and our eyes are going crazy. Yeah. Right. So like, if we are in a world where this is this is what we're doing most of the time, then maybe maybe exactly what you're saying is right. That we might say, okay, I got to unplug because uh, I want to actually be with people that don't hurt my eyes when I look at them, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I love that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and I'm hoping, and I just feel like we'll get out more. We'll be with yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, you know. I think at least for a while, and I think that's one of the things that you know you and I have talked about before is like, how do we hold on to some of the good elements of this? And you've been describing some of them, which is like, I just have this thirst to be with people. I have this desire to connect with people physically. Um, we just, I think we under have undervalued as to humanity, what it feels like and what it, what the need is to 
have a hug or to just say hello in person. Yeah. Um, have that like face-to-face that's not over a screen, doesn't have a two-second delay on it or whatever. Um, <laughs> you, know, that you, can, you can hear without any sort of technological problems. Um, yeah, so I, I think there are some things that we're gonna we're gonna hold on to if we 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 make uh, a concerted effort to do it because I do think it could also easily just we could let it revert back or let technology okay. take over our lives instead and say oh actually I guess I don't need people yeah. I don't need to be around people I can just do everything like yeah. this well no then humanity is going to be yeah. missing out on something real. Yes. Yeah. And that's the big thing is that it's, we need to, to harness what technology is so that like it can, it can help us connect more, but in a more, more human, humanity way. Yeah. <laughs> humane yes. way. There we go. I was like, um, so yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I, for me, I just, and maybe it is my concluder, but I know so many people who like, even my husband who has more strategic, he's just craving mm. being with his best friends. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just being in person and being in community with people again is something that we're going to crave. And I just think, uh, work life balance kind of thing. Like if we can figure that out as a whole, yeah. we will be much more connected as a, as a people. Um, to be with our people that matter, you know? So I just, yeah. I, I, that's my hope. And that's my big dreamy hope. <laughs> so yeah. yes, know. we'll see. That's why uh, we need people like you with your brilliant futuristic talent, just painting that, that picture <laughs> for us out there. Um, you know, we were ta- we talked about kind of like the, your strengths and kind of what, what the things that have given you hope. Have you experienced in the last few weeks or so an instance where maybe one of your strengths has hindered you in some way where it's it's a it's a strength it's a talent but it's kind of gotten your way maybe uh one way or another um and and then if you have we'd love for you to share that story with us and then maybe even kind of what do you want to do or have you done already to kind of help change that the way that that talent team is operating right now for me, like if I get a futuristic is so dreamy, right? Like it just takes Mm. me to these far places. And so, but focus gets really wants to know how to do it really quick. Like what are the goals? What are we doing? What are we after? How do we do it? How do we reach that thing? And so it gets really stuck because it creates like 85 different goals to get there. And then my brain's like overwhelmed. I created this master master checklist sheet I wanted to do for all of April. And I looked at it and was like, well, that was really special. Why did I do that? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, because now I'm over. <laughs> so focus is this beautiful thing that keeps me really tunnel visioned. And when it's mm-hmm. on, it's on and I can get through so much stuff and I can really jam out stuff. Um, but being at home with my three mm-hmm. kids who need me a lot, um, my husband who comes in the office cause he doesn't realize I'm on a call or I'm working, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm focus gets like taken off real fast. And then for those that have focus, they'll know that like your brain just really like sucks in. And then once it gets sidetracked, it's like, Oh, I can't get back in. Like I it just takes a lot where's out my of tunnel? You. I lost my tunnel. Yeah. Where'd the tunnel go? Right. And so, yeah, so like, if you know you have like a concerted, like I've got two hours, I got to get these things done in two hours, you'll get it done. Um, so I would say though, right now what the hard part for my focus is, is just finding the motivation to get there though overall, right? Like overall, there's just been a kind of a loss of motivation, I think on a whole, <laughs> you know, I listened to Renee Brown talking the other day about, um, she had a, a podcast about, she was talking to David Kessler about grief and all this stuff and how adrenaline 
and I think we've all felt it though. Like we, as Americans, we just have this really big adrenaline push. And I, I have felt it with our clients, which are my clients and with anyone really is that we all were like adrenaline at yeah. first, like, okay, how do we fix this? How do we, how do we get through this next month? How are we going to do this? And then we all just kind of progressively hit a wall week Crash. three, week four and crash. Right. And I think that's how all of Americans are feeling. And all of us are kind of dealing like, Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. we don't know how to do anything other than be on adrenaline rush all the time <laughs> as Americans. Mm -hmm. So, um, so just learning how to slow that down. And then how do you find the motivation again through your strengths, through what you're doing, finding out what's important to you. So that's been my challenge the last few weeks is like, what actually does matter? Hmm. What is my motivation? How do I get focused back on track when really nothing hmm. matters right now? You know, other than just keeping everyone safe and healthy and that's the one number one goal, right? Yeah. Um, so it's been a little bit of this like windy road, I would say the last few weeks for me with focus, which has been like, I'm all in with the checklist. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> So, you know, so it just, it's, it's just navigating that little, that stuff. But focus has been when I get excited, like coming onto a podcast with my friend, then it's like super easy to be like, these next three hours are going to be, so I don't know. So for anyone who is challenged by the motivation piece of all this, and that like, yeah. it just kind of feels like you're slugging through um, it, you're not alone. I feel like all the strengths have been hitting that hit all the strengths the last few weeks for everybody finding that if, especially if you're out of a job, um, or your job's on hold, like my brother, his job's on hold. He's just been furloughed, you know, so it's, or like my sister, um, she ended up having to revamp her job like overnight and having to fix everything for their job. So it's just, it, and she works in the restaurant industry. So that's why it's just became yeah. like their, their, wow. their restaurant was a full blown five course meal kind of thing. And then now they're like a takeout place. <laughs> She's like, we don't do this. So, you know, so it's just, I think everybody and everyone's strengths are having to be rewired and reworked. And so I'm not any different. My focus has had to be rewired and reworked the last few weeks. So mm, oh, I um, love that rewired. And I, reworked. Know, I think that's, yeah, that's the, that's, I think the, the challenge for all of us before we kind of wrap up, I want to pick your brain about permission a little bit because I know that's kind of your world of expertise. Oh, okay. That's one of the things that you're my favorite about. thing. Yeah. So talk, talk to us <laughs> a little bit about where you have seen this need, like what, so for, first of all, what does it mean? And then where have you seen this need in the last few okay. weeks and maybe how is that evolving over uh, until, until to sure. right now and into the next few weeks? Yeah. 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 Um, so through my work, I interview a lot of people and interviewing meaning I listen to their stories as a coach, you sit and you sit with people's stories, right? So they tell you what's going on. They tell you how they got there. Um, I, I work with many clients for many years, um, or I've worked with them a few times over the last few years or whatever. So, but any, any point of it, I've, I've heard thousands of stories at this point, especially going to trainings, as you know, Becky, like we go into trainings, we just hear their stories like quick kind of stuff. But the one thing that I notice most about people is that when they give themselves permission to do the thing they're they've been craving or wanting or asking for they're able to do it um but the problem is is that a lot of people wait for permission and what that means is that they're looking for someone else they're they're looking to for someone else to give them the answer which they know is already inside of them mm -hmm. they already know what they want they already know what they need to do um, they just don't know how to give themselves that permission to go a look at it 
and B, go after it. So, and I kid you not, any kind of podcast I listen to, any kind of celebrity I hear do a talk or any type of person that does anything, they're always like, well, when I grant myself permission and it's like, how is anyone not hearing this? <laughs> so mm. I've just kind of heard through and witnessed through people's stories is that when people finally decide to give themselves permission, that's when they get to be courageous about their lives. That's when mm. they step into their big, their big thing or really to start their personal and professional self-discovery journey, right? Um, especially anyone who signs on for with me, that's a big permission slip they're writing for themselves to, to really look at their life, to get their life looked at by me, <laughs> and then to really share some deep stuff that's happening so that we can, so we can move them forward, right? Um, so permission is this, it's this place that's like slightly in between you living in a comfortable space and going to courage, hmm. right? So, um, so right, it's, it's, we could stay here safe and comfy, or we could really start doing some big, some, some big courageous stuff with our lives. So, and big courageous stuff doesn't have to be anything other than I choose me. Like I choose me, I choose my life. I choose, you know, um, personal story on that one. Last year, I finally decided to take myself serious and lose the baby weight <laughs> after three kiddos. Um, I was just tired of holding it. I was like, well, what am I holding this for? I can't fit it in my clothes. So what I had to do it, my husband had been saying, go do it, go do this, you know, anyone. But I find I finally had to do it for myself. And um, so I did it and I was like, okay. And I had to take myself serious because I gave myself that permission to do it. So, and then I was so proud of myself. I actually did it. <laughs> so, um, and I was like, wow, I don't need these clothes anymore. I've been holding on to for eight years. So, you know, it's um, like I get some new ones, you know, so just permission is this thing. And so when it comes to strengths, it's permission, even understand your strengths. I sit in front of so many people who refuse to look at their own strengths. They want to tell me, and Becky knows this, we all know this in the strengths world. People will fight us tooth and nail to say, well, what about weakness? What about this? What about I have to work on these things? And you're like, no, let's just give yourself permission to work on these five things. Just stay here. <laughs> right. Or let's just even look at them. Um, so, but what, what, what I've noticed is that it doesn't, you can't get permission from anyone else other than yourself. Hmm. Bottom line. Like you just can't. Hmm. How, how do you think, how have you seen and, this and so, like showing up in this crisis? Like, do you think people need to give themselves mm -hmm. permission to, to work harder, to do less, to do more, to, I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? How do you feel like that's kind of coming all bubbling up, especially as we're now on, you know, week four or more of really having a major change yeah. in our lives. Yeah. Um, it's all, it's all things, Becky. Um, it mm. just depends. Each person has their own journey and this whole thing. And some people want to work harder during this thing. Some people want to slow down. I've heard a lot from women leaders that run big departments or companies that their their biggest concern is I just want to be emotion not emotional but just I want to tap into that emotional side with everybody and ask the hard questions of my people um but they don't want to do that. Sometimes they're a little scared to go down that direction of asking and checking in with their people. Um cuz they're, you know, old school thoughts of like don't ask people how they're feeling, you know, don't, you know. Yeah. So but that's what they know best and that's what they want to do. And they just want to check in with their people and not that men aren't doing it. It's just, that's who I've been working with the last few weeks. Um, so it's, it just runs its gamut of what um, permission looks like for people. Hmm. But the biggest thing I would say is just giving yourself permission to slow down. Hmm. Um, hmm. I just think as a country, we've just been on adrenaline rush hmm. for the last 
300 years. For example, since we started this thing. So I think we just have been given in this time to be like, what matters most and permission to um, really find out what matters to each of us. What do we want most? And like you and I were talking about in our little group this week, which was what's our one thing we want to take away from this. Wow. That is, yeah, that is really powerful to, to have a, a construct. It's kind of like um, a kind construct to filter all your thoughts and your processes and your family and your situation through that um, can, can al- give you some freedom. I think it seems like is what you're saying. It's like, it can give you yeah. freedom to give yourself permission. And then that freedom looses you to do less or do more or whatever it is that you're you're trying to get over by not having given yourself permission or basically being too hard on yourself at that point. Yeah, definitely. And I will say the permission that we're talking about is that place that you're talking about, the freedom. Like after Mm -hmm. you give yourself permission to do it, you feel a sense of freedom and excitement and relief versus when people give themselves permission the wrong way, like this is hard. I'm going to go numb with alcohol. That's not Mm -hmm. what we're talking about. Um, you know, or go shopping online and buy everything they can't. That's not what we're talking. The permission slip that way is not what we're talking about. That's another whole, um, and you know, the difference, you know, you know that everyone knows the difference between the two permissions. It's not, you know, it's the, let's go jump on this crazy idea and then regret it five minutes later (laughs) versus (laughs) I'm giving myself permission to, (laughs) to really look at something and I'm the only one that's going to be able to do it. Um, both are very vulnerable, but one's always going to lead to freedom. The other one's going to lead to something else that just doesn't Mm. feel good. And it's just going to perpetuate the problem. So, so yeah, I just always have to make sure people understand there's two, but one's going to lead you to the ultimate freedom that you're looking for. Um, Mm. but only, you know what that is. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So if we're wrapping up and we're in this world of communication Mm -hmm. and permission and strengths and just kind of what it's like to move into kind of part two of, of a world pandemic, a world crisis. Um, what encouragement or advice would you give to somebody uh, who's feeling overwhelmed right now, who's still kind of in that place of like, whew, I, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out which way's up. What would you say to them? So big thing is I'm obviously positive psychology. We love positive psychology. We love all these things. So it's the, it's the little things that you can control in your day-to-day stuff, mm. right? Like we don't know when people are going to get back to work. We don't know when the next paycheck's coming. We don't know these things. And I immensely feel terrible for those that are in these positions, right? Where they are stuck and they're having these things happen. But it's looking to what you can control. What can you be grateful for? Um, what are the opportunities you can give back? If you are a person that has abundance coming to you in this time, where can you give back? Um, what is possible for you? Is there someone in your community that you can, um, reach out for? I mean, gosh, we, I've reached out to all my neighbors. Our neighborhood is actually an older neighborhood. We've moved into a lot of original owners. And so we kind of have this, uh, email chain going of who needs, you know, for us young kids that are, you know, here, what can we do when we go to Costco or to whatever? (laughs) So making sure they're all taken care of, um, just little things that you can control and do, because that gets control back in your life, right? By you giving over, by being of service to doing things for other people, puts you back in control of your life versus letting all this just fall away. 
Um, you know, I've seen some amazing things of people who are usually, like I said, growth fixed mindset, usually people who've been actually in a fixed mindset their whole life, mm. all of a sudden this, this space of time has given them a growth mindset. They're like, what can I do? And how can I put my strengths to use? And wow. my gosh. And so one person in particular has just kind of been, um, you know, they were able to create some really cool things for their neighborhood and people and, mm. um, just really fun activities. And it's like, how did that happen? And they were like, well, because I, I love my neighborhood and we usually see each other and we can't see each other anymore. So just little things that I think we can put into place um, to put you back in control of your life. Because ultimately each of us are put on this planet to lead our own lives, to use our gifts, to look at our gifts, to work those gifts, right? Um, strengths is one way through. And um, that's our job is to figure this out. And if we don't do it now in a time of service, I don't know when we would do it. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah, so I just, cool. Right. Yeah, um, no, I love that. So I, that's love it. That. I mean, and from, focus on those things that you can control that you, and, mm-hmm. and it's not just like, well, I can control like what I eat for breakfast or, you know, it's like looking out beyond ourselves and maybe even beyond our families to say, what are those things, ways I can give back and be grateful and allow that to add meaning and purpose back into our lives um, instead of that sense of overwhelm that, that we are legitimately feeling. Yeah. I mean, there's so many success stories. If we just look at recession wise, like so many success stories that came out of the 2008 recession Mm. that are now huge examples of what's possible, right? Where they took that really painful spot and now, my gosh, there's so many like things that they were able to do, but it's because they took that their strengths to the growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, just only accepting what's in here. And that's that permission piece of like, don't accept only what's right here, what's in front of you start using your strengths in a new way and, and look at your, 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 your strengths in a new light of like, what can I use these for? How can these mm. be changed in a whole different way that I never got to use pre COVID-19 right? pre crisis, um, world crisis, <laughs> pre crisis. Cause then again, we're going to go back to another one after this. Like this is, I feel like stage two of like all this, like, it's just, we got lots of stages to come and you know, it's ever changing. So what can you do and how can you be of service to others and to yourself and, um, and take care of yourself and, um, you know, take care of that family at home and yourself at home and your mental state. So, um, so yeah, all those things. I'm just a really big proponent of like your own self-leadership of taking care of your life so you can help others. So. Cool. Well, thank you, Amanda. Thanks for sharing your story, for being willing to kind of come uh, as you and sharing the ways that your strengths are working well in crisis and some of the ways that you're tweaking them so that they can work better for you and create that future that you painted, the beautiful picture of future that you've painted for us um, and helping to us all to give ourselves a little bit of a break, to give ourselves permission to, to feel, to do the next thing, um, to slow down, to really reflect and to think about what we do want our lives to look like uh, in the next phase of this, however many phases there might be ahead. So thanks for coming on and for chatting. I've been looking forward to this for a long time and glad that we finally got to meet face to face or whatever this is called, Zoom to Zoom. (laughs) Thank you, Becky. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me on and thanks for the awesome chat. I love it. Wow. What a breath of wisdom and good old fashioned experience Amanda shares with us. So here's what I keep coming back to from our conversation, communication. I love the simplicity yet power in bringing extra attention and respect 
to the way that we communicate to each other, with each other, in this time of stress and in this unknown, especially as it relates to those people we love the most, like our kids and spouses, who we also happen to be stuck with most of the time right now as well. Amanda Flesher is a thoughtful, engaging facilitator and gets some of the most glowing reviews from her one-on-one -on -one coaching clients that I have ever seen. If you are interested in taking control of your thoughts, your decisions, and your life, she is the coach for you. You can connect with Amanda at her website, amandaflesher.com, to sign up for her always encouraging and thoughtful Friday newsletter. Or you can connect with her over on Instagram, at Amanda Flesher. For both the website and Instagram, that's Amanda Flisher, F-L-I-S-H-E-R. In the coming episodes, we are going to continue to hear from some amazing business owners, healthcare leaders, coaches, and friends as they share their perspectives and their stories about living through strengths in crisis. And since the goal of this series is to help each other, let's connect over on Instagram to share how you've seen strengths show up in crisis. Tag me or direct message me with your story or your idea. On Instagram, you can find me at isogostrong and on LinkedIn, I'm myself, Becky Hammond. Also, if you're curious about what it might look like to feel more thriving in this global craze through the lens of your own strengths, I'd love to help give you a jumpstart as your virtual coach. It's super easy to start. And since you're here today, I'd love to give you $5 off the Strength Startup Virtual Coach Kickstarter, which makes it under 20 bucks. In this email coaching series for me, you'll get insights into your talents and strengths, as well as some action that you can take to make relationships easier around you in stress and beyond. So if you go over to isogostrong.com slash strengthsstartup, you can check it out. Use the code virtualcoach5 for $5 off. I'd be honored to get a chance to get to know you and your strengths. Because you and your strengths, they have the power to make a ripple effect in your family, on your team, and then ultimately across the entire world. We can feel that now more than ever. The world needs your strengths. So learn them, love them, and live them in your own circles of influence. Until next time on Isogo TV.